What's going on, everyone? This is Devin, and we're back for another sports talk. I think this is episode like 33. I was kind of counting the other day. Hey, just yeah. to see where we're actually at. Were, yeah. uh, and I kind of just settled on like 33 because there's like some that, you know, we did that were just like, oh, this is going to be a college episode. This, you know, before we kind of like, okay, we're just doing sports talk. Like, and so, oh, there's kind of more, but there's kind of less of the actual sp- just sports talk. So, like, and middle ground kind of is about 33 between the two that I counted. So we're sticking with 33 now, so we'll move <laughs> forward with that. So well, we'll jump into it. I got Austin in studio. Hopefully, Cavi will call soon. Well, How you been? Pretty good, man. Just chilling. Haven't been paying too much attention, so we'll see how this week goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, uh, with NFL, I really haven't paid attention, so I don't really know what's going on actually with that. Uh, but... uh uh, say, do you have any updated news with the NFL? So, I guess the only thing that I've seen, big player wise, is that Jarvis Landry got signed to the Saints, which helps them out, I think, tremendously with um, Michael Thomas not really knowing what he's going to do off of injury. I mean, he is getting a little older, so maybe he comes back and does what he did a couple of years ago. Maybe not. So, with Jarvis Landry there, and then they're um, then their draft pick, Chris Olave from Ohio State. Um, I think that'll be a solid three, especially with James Winston throwing the ball. I mean, they got the threats now with Alvin Kamara and those three. We'll see what they can do. Yeah, I, I definitely think that will be. I heard Drew Breesy's when we talked about coming out of retirement with all those weapons on <laughs> Yeah, I did team. see that, <laughs> which would be crazy. I don't think he could beat that well. but No, he's not like a Tom Brady. I mean, he was a good quarterback and everything, but right. he's not that elite that I think he would do. I did see that they were right around the Bucks in the division as going to be the division leader, so we'll see. Cavi, can you hear us? Yeah, Carolina's winning the division, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, my. Get out of here. Maybe if they bench Sam Darnold. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. I'm trying to just read here if there's anything else that I've missed. The headlines. Yeah, news-wise, nothing big. I mean, it looks like uh, Watson's meeting in uh, Texas yeah. to go over some legality stuff. Yeah. Um, I heard three to four weeks is what it's looking like. Oh, really? That he's not going to be able to play? Yeah. So, so that could be just some random guy, but that's just what I saw. Oh, that's not bad. I th- it could no, be way worse. They were talking he wouldn't even be able to play the whole season. But that pretty much means they kind of had to keep Baker if they want to have a decent season. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, let's see. So that wouldn't be bad for for them if it's only three to four weeks. Um, did you guys see? So it says right here. I was reading up a little bit on it. But Cohen, the running back's. Um, from the Bears. He's a free agent right now. He was live streaming a workout so he could possibly like get signed somewhere and tore his Achilles on this live stream. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. I was just reading up on it. I thought that was kind of funny. Sucks for him because he actually is a decent running back, but no. So tore his Achilles, live streaming his workout to try to get signed. That would just suck. <laughs> Achilles is like one of the worst. I know, dude. That's what Ajabo has right now is his Achilles after his workout too yeah. on his pro day. But Cavi, have you looked at like overall team wins anymore since they've released the schedule now? No, I didn't look at them yet. I'll have to do that this week or next week. Yeah, that's what I was like. I'm like, I need to look at like like breaking down the Lions, you know, how many wins do I think they really could get? I think Cavi and I were looking at it um, not too long ago, weren't we, Cav? Yeah, we were looking at it the other day. We were being when we were being super, super optimistic. We said they could get eight, but when we were being like realistic, it was like five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we were it's thinking so hard to. It's just so hard for them because we don't know what to expect from like the Bears and the Eagles. Green Bay and freaking like like their whole division is kind of up in the air. Right. Yeah. yeah. Literally. There's the been Vikings. a lot of changes. Right. But um, so here's I do have there's like some 
upcoming stuff the NFL that you should know coming into the season. So this thing it has like eight different things here. Um, this says the Bills are by far the best team in the league. Agree or disagree? Mm. I guess probably. Yeah, overall, I guess like returning team wise, yeah, yeah, I would I would have to put them there. I I would think so as well. I mean, offensive and defensively, they're just they're solid. The only thing I'm kind of skeptical on is how good is their receiving core and their running backs. Because I know Devin Singletary started to kind of go off at the end of the year, but before that, I mean, it was so up in the air. They didn't know between him and Zach Moss what they were going to do. And now they just drafted James Cook, um, Dalvin Cook's little brother. So it kind of sounds like if he's as good as his brother, which they're expecting him to be, if not better, that he's going to start taking over as a rookie. I mean, so they're kind of up in the air at the running or the running back position. And then behind Stephon Diggs, I mean, who do they really have at wide receiver? Mm, I don't know. I think it was like maybe Gabriel Davis or Corey Davis. One of the two, but yeah, I mean, even if that's their second wide receiver, I just don't know, like playmaking wise. My phone's being slow. I was just gonna look up to see who their wide receivers were. So, I mean, we'll see there. I do, besides like the skill position, because I think they have enough like threats where they can make up for it. Um, I, I still would say that they're the best. Yeah. Bills, so Stefan Diggs, Jamison Crowder. Crowder, yeah. Crowder's pretty good. McKenzie. Yeah, the rest of these guys, I really don't know. Right, yeah. So, So, be interesting to see how Josh Allen does. Caleb Coven. You there? (laughs) Hello, can you hear me? Hello? There There we go. go. (laughs) Why'd you lose You hung up on me. No, you you <laughs> lost service or something. So that was no. one of the things. Another thing is this year, it says this year is just going to be a, a bunch of middle-class contenders. Like there's going to be a couple of good teams, a couple of bad teams, and then the rest of it is just going to be so up in the air. Again, like do you agree, disagree? That's kind of what we – was that what we were talking about? I literally passed 1,500 cops. Holy crap. But anyway <laughs> – and these, was it last week we were talking about this? How like yeah, we were. Kev. We, we said like, we were, like I don't even know if it's just maybe you you and I talking about it, but we're like like this is the year another year where we're gonna see like a losing team get in the playoffs because it's just like oh yeah, I do remember like, that. There's like three really good teams, and the rest could literally like anything can happen. Like they're all gonna be like 500 teams. Yeah, no, I I agree with that. There's so many teams this year that it's just like it's gonna be a well competing league. I think, personally. I mean, even on you look at the top four FPI, this is the top four FPI, Bills, Packers, Rams, Chiefs. I mean, those guys right there are going to be competing alone with their divisions because we don't know how well they're actually going to do in their divisions. So. Yeah. That's why I feel like a lot of teams, it's, it'll be interesting to see how the divisions, you know, turn out. Like Right. So, and then... And the next thing it says while we're getting on the divisions is, is the AFC West the most stacked division? And the AFC West is Chargers, Broncos, Chiefs, Raiders. They have the Chargers at like a 25% chance to win, if that well, tells you a, anything. <laughs> that's what I was going to just bring up. I was like, Chiefs are a top four team, but I don't even know if I see them winning their division. Right, yeah. So it has... Uh, Chargers, Broncos, and Chiefs all within like two percent of each other winning the division, and then Raiders like I mean, not too far behind. I would say even Raiders with Devontae Adams now, it's like yeah. I mean that could be the missing piece of a. And really I totally, good team. yeah, I totally agree with that because they have him and Hunter Renfro who kind of just went off last year, yeah. and then and Derek Carr's Waller, can, yeah, Darren Waller, Josh Jacobs. I mean, dude, they're kind of stacked yeah. if you think about it. Derek Carr's playing good enough. They just yeah, finally I, have the team around him now. Yeah, I think they're they're definitely going to surprise people is what I think. Uh, and then 
I don't know if you want to keep going through these. They have a few more. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the next one is, was the Super Bowl run a fluke for the Bengals? Because on here it's saying everybody thinks that the Bengals are going to be trash this year. I mean, I could see it turning out to be a fluke, but I don't think so. I think, well, they got almost like, I feel like they got almost be, everybody returning. Yeah, but it'll be interesting to see if there's any tells that, you know, having this whole offseason to watch Burroughs game yeah, film yeah. to see if, you know, hey, there's tells that he's going to be going this way or this way. Right. Hey, so it'll be interesting to see how that, because, you know, going into this year, he didn't really have a ton of playing time the year before because he got injured. <laughs> yeah. No, I think they make the playoffs again. I don't think they make the Super Bowl. I think they make the first or second round, but then that's about it. I think for the next... Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I don't don't even remember what they really did in the draft, but if they fix their offensive line, that's going to be huge for them. I don't know if they did that or not in the offseason. No, I think think they got a few moves on the offensive line, and then I know they drafted Dax Hill to fix their safety issue. Which yeah, it sounds like so. he's going to go wherever they need him the best, whether it's corner, whether it's safety. But they definitely needed that secondary help. So yeah. they could be even better, honestly, with that offensive that's, line help. That's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, I think Joe Burrow's like the guy. And- oh, for sure. And they have three very good receivers who are very young. Yep, exactly. And then Joe Mixon and Chris Evans honestly played really well. Um, last year, so hopefully he comes up and starts to play a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. I'd love to see that, especially coming out of Michigan. So, but yeah, I think they'll do even better. The next thing they have is is Chicago on the clock because they have Chicago as the worst team in the league right now, according to their strength of schedule and their roster. And they were saying Justin Fields is going to play – um, about the same as he did last year, which was definitely not good. Yeah. So is Chicago on the clock to be the next, like, Detroit Lions, the Jacksonville Jaguars? Like, are they going to be that for the next three to five years? I could see it. I mean, unless Justin Fields makes a huge um, change. Yeah. I, I, but I don't see him doing that. I think, I think yeah, they're, they're not going to be as good as what people think. I don't either. I don't think Justin Fields – I mean, I, I see the potential there. I see how – well, he can play, but I don't know, man. It's just those Ohio State quarterbacks. There's something about them. There's like a curse on them. There is. So, I, I don't know. I think they're probably right there. It says it shows them and then um, the Jets are going to fight for that worst spot in the league, which kind of surprises me, especially after the Jets um, draft. I think they had a pretty good draft. Let's see. And then the last thing it shows here, do you think the 49ers are overrated? Because it has the 49ers as one of the top 10 teams in the league. I mean, their, their biggest thing is, like, what the heck's going on, right? Like, Steve oh, yeah. doesn't even want to play for them. Who's, well, Jimmy G's still there, but they freaking went all in on Trey Lance. So, like, what's going on? Like, Ex- that's kind of the thing. No, I, I totally agree. For most people. Mm-hmm. If Debo's gone, and if they start Trey Lance, which they're going to, they're going to get rid of Jimmy G. But especially if Debo's gone, I don't see them as a top 10 team. I do see them as overrated. So yeah, I, I don't think they make the playoffs even, really, because... Yeah, I don't think they're going to be very good at all. Yeah, which maybe it could be like a Patrick Mahomes thing. Patrick Mahomes set his entire first year... Came back, won MVP. So, I don't know. Maybe Trey Lance could do that. And I feel like the Niners are always a team that are kind of – I feel like they're always underrated going into the season. Maybe this is the first time they're overrated. No, I definitely – I think they're overrated. Their defense is solid still, which they always are. I feel like the Niners always have that defense. But, yeah, there's just too many questions, like you said. What's going on with them? Definitely overrated. But – yeah, the last thing I have on the NFL is, did you guys see the first game of the year? 
who it's who the matchup is? Um, I, I did. I don't even remember. Uh, Bills Rams, right? Bills Rams, arguably the two best teams in the league right now. That's what they start out with. Yeah. Yeah, that sh- that should be a good game. Which always the first game is normally a big game. Yeah, I think last year it was like Cowboys and um, Cowboys and something. I can't remember who else it was, but it went into over like overtime and everything. So it was a very good game, and I see that being about the same thing this year. Just I'm, something I'm to get us through super hyped and- week one to see who's off. So that's a Thursday night, you know, Bills Rams game. That'll be pretty pumped. Um, maybe do a live watch podcast or something oh uh, yeah i that would be so fun because and then eagles lions saints falcons uh caleb has panthers versus browns he'll be looking for on sunday <laughs> hey if watson's not playing that first week i could see panthers pulling off the offset because baker fucking sucks can kyler oh, ain't gonna win a game until they put matt corral in <laughs> I, dude, unless Sam comes out and does what he did last year and plays out like MVP status the first five weeks. Well, because Christian Caffrey was healthy. Do you think he stays healthy? Do you have I any faith in him? Gonna, I don't know. I think he. I think he does, and I think Carolina's almost in the situation where they have to not give him as many carries. And I mean, they just traded. They got Free or Foreman now. Right. A really good power back. I mean, we got Hubbard, who can kind of do a little bit of everything, like Christian. So. No, I definitely think that's why they traded for Foreman, because they're trying to take away the less stress for Christian McCaffrey, so then he can I've stay healthy. Heard, I've heard a lot of people say that he's going to be like in the slot a lot. Oh really? And I mean, that's. I mean, it, he's pretty much unguardable throughout his career so far. As a receiver. Yeah. No, that'd be awesome. I mean, I hope he stays healthy. Yeah. I still have faith that he's one of the better running backs, top five. But, yeah, they just need yeah, to kind of, find out a way to get him healthy. Last yeah, definitely one of his last chances. I mean, our, DJ Moore is arguably a top top five receiver in the league. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I was looking at a stat from top him, and three. I guess he has, like, 1,300 yards or more the last, like, three or four seasons, which is the most out of any re- wide receiver. It was something, like, crazy like that. Um, it would nice, be nice if we could get another receiver, probably, but... Yeah, especially after the way... Okay. We got, we um, got a decent tight end. We got a little white guy. I don't know his name. He's pretty good. Um, I forgot his name. Oh, yeah, I did see that. I don't remember his name either, but I did say they got the tight end. Um, but yeah, after the way Robbie Anderson played last year, they definitely need somebody to help DJ out. Yeah, and Sam out. Yeah, no shit. Offense line should be better though. Defense is going to be probably the best defense in the league. I would say yeah. I would agree that they're going to be up there for sure. Sucks they got rid of Gilmore, but I would agree they should yeah. be up there. All right. We'll switch over to the NBA. We're going into kind of final games like tonight's, uh, not too late with Golden State and Dallas. Yep. Yesterday which, was Boston and Miami. Yeah. Yep. Which Jimmy Butler went off, dude. He's the reason they won that. Yeah. They had like a 22 and 2 run. Yeah. Freaking crazy. I think they. Came, I want to say it was right after half. They come yeah. out and went twenty-two and two, because yeah, Celtics. I think put up yeah. fourteen in the third. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right here shows thirty-nine. Um, Heat had thirty-nine. Celtics had fourteen in the third. Mm-hmm. So it just came out and absolutely dominated. And then, like I said, Jimmy Butler is freaking crazy for him to be thirty-two years old and still doing this. I think he's averaging like thirty-six points in the postseason. Which he had 41 last night. Yeah, he had 41 points, 9 rebounds, and 5 assists. Yeah, and I think he had 4 steals and 3 blocks. So even on the defensive end, he was going crazy, man. Yeah, I don't know. If they can keep playing like this, I feel like they have enough people on the bench to help him out. And honestly, they could make it to the next round. I was thinking Celtics all the way, but after that performance, I mean, I was pretty impressed. The question is, can they keep that performance up? Exactly. Like, 
Is Jimmy Butler going to stay that hot? Like I said, he's 32 years old. Does he have the stamina? I mean, that's still pretty young, but for a professional athlete, like 32 is kind of old. Yeah. So, I don't know. Celtics have the youth, so if Celtics can hold on and make it, you know, game six, game seven, they probably will pull it off because I know the Heat do have a little bit older. Now, they're at um, Miami for these first two, right? I think this goes back and forth. Don't quote me on I, that. I thought it, uh, and maybe I'm wrong. It used to be where you, you, they play two in one stadium, two in the next stadium, and then they go back and forth okay. after that. Yeah. I don't see where it shows here. Let's see. Wednesday. We need Thursday. Pretty, yeah, at Miami. At Miami, yep. So, yeah. Sounds like two and two. So, yeah. Um, so, you know, if they can survive, like, come out of Miami with one and one, mm-hmm. you know, like, they can go and win on Thursday, tomorrow. Right. Oh, they're definitely still alive. Oh, yeah. They're and, a little bit of a hole if they lose, though, on tomorrow. Yeah. Definitely. So, I mean, any, any of these teams are going to do, or, like, they got the talent. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's just what I was going to say is, like, maybe it's because I watched more of the NBA this year, but, like, this playoffs has been absolutely crazy. Like, the Bucks and Suns being the best two teams pretty much all year. Then oh, yeah. Pretty much, I mean, they didn't get destroyed by the Celtics and Mavericks, but for those two teams, they can pull out the series win. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, and dude. Even now, who knows, who knows what's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Like, I was surprised, especially with the Mavs, because I remember last week I was saying – like out of any of these teams, I see Mavs not making it, and yeah, that was just you know because. But then Luca comes out and freaking. I was gonna say Luca might be the best player in basketball, dude. When he plays like that, I know it. I just saw a stat that he averaged more points than Devin Booker, who was like the third um, in the MVP race, third or fourth. He had more rebounds than DeAndre Ayton, who. Um, is like seven foot tall, the center for Suns. He had more assists than Chris Paul, who was like the leading assist this year. He had more steals than the second um, runner-up for the defensive player of the year. So it's just like all of these stats, he was better than everybody. Like that, just crazy. He's so good. Now looking at this, Mavs versus Warriors... Like, it's really like we were just saying, Luca's, you know, it could be the big tell on Mavs. Oh, yeah. And then Warriors always seems to give up, like, one or two games. Like, it's right. like they That's just didn't just, show up to play. Last time. Hey, so, it's like, can they line up where, or the games that Warriors show up to play, Luca goes off. Right. And then the few games where. You know, Warriors are not there. You know, Luka just has an all right night. Yeah. Because that's how that's going to have to happen to for them in, to win. Right. In my opinion, at least. I So here's the two factors that I see. If Luka has somebody else who scores 20-plus points, they seem to win. So if he can get that other person to come and help him out, then there's a possibility. And then... Same thing for Warriors. If Jordan Poole comes out and scores 18-plus off the bench, then they seem to win. So I think it's kind of based on that. If Poole can come out, play a good game, Warriors are going to definitely win with these. But if Luka gets that help and has somebody that scores 20-plus points aside of him, then it's going to be a really tight race. I hope someday that we have enough money. I was doing this podcast where we could fly to like some of the games, like well, fly down to Miami nuts, to go dude. watch Boston versus Miami, or oh yeah, that would be to so Dallas fun. for Mavs, or just or even just wait till the finals and go fly to wherever the finals are <laughs> yeah, at. Wouldn't that be fun? I'll definitely do that. But yeah, no, this has been an exciting playoffs. It has so. been like it's been good games too. I mean, there's been a few that are like ah, uh, that was kind of a boring game, right. but most of the time it, they've been exciting. Oh yeah, and I mean, just like this last round, two two games or two series that went to game seven. Yeah. So now I do see like the Celtics Heat being a more exciting than Mavs versus Warriors. You think Warriors are just gonna run with it? Not necessarily because of that, just because of, like, just overall action in every game. Oh, yeah. Like, compare minute-to-minute action with the Celtics versus Miami. Okay. Hey, yeah, no, that makes sense. It's just with, 
like watching Jimmy Butler last night. Like that was actually a that pretty was awesome. That was a pretty fast paced game they played, and that's why I wonder if Miami can keep up with that younger group on the Celtics there. Here, right, and then. You know, and I almost think Celtics may be coming out and playing like that at that fast pace to try to tire out Miami yeah. in the long run. With Warriors and Mavs, like we said, Warriors are going to show up for, you know, probably four if they go all seven, then they'll be four or five out of the seven games. So it'll be right. two or three they're going to take off. Yeah. Off, and we just won't know why. Like, right. If Luke is not going off and doesn't have someone else on the team, though, right. you know, like we were just talking, if that's not happening, then that's going to be boring. Like you know? a slow game. So like, I, I could see four or three of these games in this series with Mavs versus Golden State just not that exciting to right. watch. So I'll be interested to see how tonight goes. I'll probably throw it on tonight and yeah. to watch through and see if it's an exciting one or not. But I could definitely see this happening where it's like, okay, every time you turn on Miami versus Boston, great game. Yeah. And every you know you don't know what you're going to get with Mavs versus Golden State. So well, for the excitement, excitement factor and stuff, I could see that happening yeah. i guess now that we've narrowed it down to four teams do you have one in mind that you're just like all right nope i went through money on the two teams i didn't have i threw money on <laughs> dallas and heat just because i didn't have them picked so i threw five bucks on them to be champs <laughs> and i think each one pays out like 35 bucks or something on the five dollar oh, bet so nice. uh, like i said gives me basically a cover or for basically if either one of those team wins and with just throwing five on i basically make all my money back for all the future bets i just placed Oh, there you go. But at the same time, say, okay, I know I'm going to win 35. So we go in, say, it could be either one, Mavs or or Heat. Heat go in. I know I'm going to get 35 back. Sort of like turn around to 35 bucks on the underdog. Like, so that Just way see, yeah. I, I like either break out, out even or, or I end up winning a bunch of money. Yeah, there you go. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. What about you, Cav? Out of Celtics, Heat, Mavs, Warriors, is there like a team that kind of stands out to you? Yeah, this is like the first time that I've kind of really switched to this whole thing. And I actually, I really like the Heat now. I mean, I don't know, I don't know why, like, I haven't liked them all year. But, like, I feel like they always do this in the playoffs, or like at least they did last year. Yeah, and look at them in the bubble. Yeah, exactly. And they have the team, they have the team this year that can very easily win it all. So, and like you said, the performance they had against the Celtics was like, actually do like the Heat. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with all of that. I like the Heat right now. I will say, like, I, I think the Heat can definitely pull it off, but either team on the East right now, I, I feel like, is going to be the favorite. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, that's that's where I'd pull. Yeah. One of those two. Who? Oh. And again, maybe it's because of a little bit of the excitement factor that like I was just talking about. Yeah, one of those two teams just seem like they're going to pull all the way through the end. I know. So. I I kind of hope somebody on the East does win, just because I've been saying ever since like we've been talking about this playoff talk, like somebody out of the East is coming out with a dub. So, we'll see. Hopefully. All right, we'll switch over, keeping it on with playoff talk, and we'll go hockey. <laughs> So last night, Lightning pulled, well, kind of, I guess I would call it an upset over Panthers. You know, they won 4-1 to start the series off. And then Avalanche pulled over the Blues, but that went to overtime. Blues did take they that into did, overtime. I did see that, yep. And so Lightning is just so good when it comes to playoff hockey. It's just stupid. Yeah, you know, I saw that too, especially last night when, I mean, a 4-1 win over the Panthers, so. Yeah. And I believe if they win the cup this year, that's a three-peat. I'm pretty sure they've been the champ for the last two years. Wow. So, and they were like almost, I don't know, I think they were just above the wild card spot. They were like last spot in their Jeez. division to get in. <laughs> so here, I think I still have it. Let me see. I, but I just don't see Panthers letting them get through. Panthers have been like one of the best teams all year. I know. We were talking, though, earlier, like, because Panthers were so hot for a while. Like, True. Do they come down in the playoffs i know when we were initially talking about this final stuff happening we were kind of saying that panthers might fall down in the playoffs yeah um, and i very well could see that happening you know they just fall apart against the lightning and lightning somehow pulls it out like they've done the last few years right there is personally i think 
well, it'll be interesting because Hurricanes are down right now in the first period to the Rangers. But I see Hurricanes moving on, and I could see Hurricanes pulling up just because they've been so hot coming into the playoffs and stuff. Hurricanes beating either Lightning or Panthers. Yeah. I mean, I guess they do got to get past the Rangers first. Right. Rangers have kind of been one of those teams that I felt like has been, like, underestimated by a lot of teams, like, watching how they play and stuff like that. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. And then I have good to see Edmonton Oilers make it on because, like, Canadian hockey has not been very strong right? on the last few years. But I see Calgary Flames going further than Oilers. I agree. Yeah, I see the Flames winning too. Now Calgary is another Canadian team. So, But I think either one of them are going to lose the Avalanche. Oh, yeah. And I've been high on the Avalanche this whole year really so yeah. definitely see them moving on again yeah so i could see right now the finals being avalanche versus really either lightning panthers or hurricanes i'm gonna have to take hurricanes though they'll just have hurricanes. It, i feel like hurricanes are gonna have an easier pass through rangers in this series overall yeah i kind of see that as well and i know you were saying that last week that you thought the hurricanes were gonna make it and possibly win it over Avalanche. Yeah, I so as long as they stay hot, uh, like I think they can. Oh, it's been just like we're saying for the NBA though. This has been a great playoffs so far. So hopefully yep. we can kind of keep that same energy coming in, and you know get some more games coming into that last um, game seven. Yep. So I know last uh, Sunday it looks like there was two game sevens already. So uh huh. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, oh, yeah. It looks like there was even more on Saturday. Three game sevens on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of things went to the finals. Well, so, but yeah, so that's you know five game sevens already in this NHL playoffs. So yeah, hopefully they can keep that same energy and you know keep the fans happy. Yeah, but yeah, uh, do you kind of agree though, Kev? I mean, Avalanche and oh, he, oh, he lost it. But I think he was saying last week he was high on Avalanche as well. So. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to go against them. They've played so well throughout the season. You know, they've been one of the top teams right. for that West Division. And so, um, there's been a few moves. I know Detroit's not renewing their contract with their coach. So, they'll oh, probably, really? Yeah. I can't remember if he had one more year or not. I think they definitely need something new, so... Yeah, Whether like, it's the coach or GM or whatever, man. They need something to kind of get us back on track to what we used to be. Yes, yeah. We, I mean, we lost a lot of talent. I mean, so I, I know we've been trying to rebuild. Right, so, and that's but, every Detroit. We just have a bunch of young guys who have the potential and just need to put it together. So I'm trying to read. but. Yeah, he was given an extension last year for one more year, so we'll be getting a new coach. I don't know who. So I'll be interested to see if they pull up someone. Right. I can't remember if Nate's still the coach down at at Griffin's or not. I haven't really paid attention to them much this year. Normally, I'm a pretty avid Griffin's fan. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I knew you. You always have been. Yeah. We'll switch over and talk baseball. Caleb Cavendish. You there, Cavi? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're switching over to baseball. Yeah. Uh, Tigers lost. Takes yeah. the one today. They, have, they, won, they won like four straight. Yeah, dude, I was just going to say that. They went on a big tear there they, for a while. They swept the Orioles, and they won game one against the Rays. Right, and then they just got their ass beat by the Rays. <laughs> yeah, they did. But, no, it looked like I'm, we've been saying it all year, but it looked like they finally got some hits going. Like, a I was looking at bit. some I mean, box. there's still not a ton. Yeah, but I was, yeah, it wasn't a ton. I was looking at some box scores and, yep. you know, the the batters that we need to start hitting were. Yeah, so. like against Orioles, you look at our, our pitching must have been pretty good because it was like two runs, zero, yep. one. And so we scored four, three, and five. That's what I was saying a couple weeks ago, though, is that the Tigers have, like, a top-10 ERA. Yeah, yep. 
but yeah. they're like the worst team in baseball. And that's like the first time that's ever happened. Because we can't freaking hit, dude. They can't. Yeah, they just suck at hitting. Even like um, today, they had five hits total, and Torkelson got two. So there was only four people that got a hit on the team. And I honestly think, maybe I'm crazy for this, that it's kind of like golf with baseball hitting. Like, it's such like a mental thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, no, I, I totally agree because when you're down and you're not getting the bat on the ball, you're in your head so much. You're like, in your head. When you're up on the plate and you know that you haven't been hitting, it's just like, I need a hit, I need a hit, I need a hit, you know? So now you're thinking, like, yeah. you're just in your head so much. So, no, I totally agree with that. Yeah, we're third to last. Yeah. Um, the only two teams that are worse are the Reds and Washington. And the Reds fucking suck. <laughs> yeah, they're 10 and 26. They're bad. Washington's 12 and 26. Detroit's 13 and 25. So, so we're not far behind. We're not far. I knew way, like, in, this was probably a couple weeks ago, but they were, the Reds were, like, they had four wins to, like, 18 or something. So, must be they're yeah, pulling something. Yeah, <laughs> their last 10 games for the Reds, they've gone 6 and 4. Yeah, there you so, go. So yeah, they're, they're pulling something together. Wish that was well, like we said, the Tigers had a pretty good streak there, four game win streak. Yeah. But um no, I think you were saying it again last week, Devin. If we get the other team, if they're less than three runs, we're winning. Yep. If we can hold them to three ones runs, we're winning. That's pretty much if you look through all these scores with Detroit, that's like pretty much most of the time when we get a win. Because <laughs> what? How many games have we held someone to three runs or less and didn't win? As I run through, there was a close one with the Athletics. Their game one was uh, four to one. And did you see the who was it? Pirates and was it Pirates and Reds? Maybe Pirates won without registering a single hit. How does that even happen? Oh yeah, walked in. No way. Lost on a no hitter. What? I've never heard of that. That's probably the first time that's ever happened. We lost three games. Three games to the Astros when it was three two. Every single game was three two. Really? For three of them. (laughs) Wow. Those are the only ones that, at least in May. So I mean that alone. Oh, Orioles, we lost 2-0 to zero back in beginning of April. Um, other than that... Yeah, I mean, that's only four games, so... We keep those other teams to three or less points, and we're probably right there. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it freaking sucks. I mean, especially knowing what we were nine years ago, ten years ago. Yeah. No, the only thing I saw that kind of big news out of the MLB because we only really pay attention to Detroit. <laughs> yeah, is it looks like Bryce Harper is out for at least six weeks because he can't throw. Goodness, so, which I mean, I think he's on Washington, and Washington kind of sucks. Yeah, is he on Washington or is he on A's? Or, no, he might. I think he got traded. Yeah, he, he yeah he did. He on he Washington got, no. All right, let's see. But Twins had a big win over the Athletics, fourteen to four. Today, nice, <laughs> good for them. That's crazy. But yeah, it looks like the Yankees kind of took over that top spot. I know it's been the Dodgers for a while, but yeah, the Yankees have been fucking tearing up. Mm-hmm. They've been pretty good. Judge is playing kind of out of his mind right now, and then Giancarlo Stanton. I know I was kind of backlashing him last week, but it looks like he's actually kind of. Hold it together, and he's doing pretty well. Yeah, Twins are kind of pulling away for Detroit's division. And then Chicago, Cleveland are pretty close together. And then us in Kansas City towards the bottom. The good thing about our division is it looks like it's pretty, like, we can compete in there. We can get up to top three, I would say. Yeah. Right? Like, potential. There's nobody Maybe who's really, like, two, but. yeah. There's nobody. It's not like a huge gap. Twins are three games, so it's not like a huge gap. 
but I feel like we start pulling some wins together, we can be right up there. Well, all it would take is for like a series, like that we sweep a series with like the Sox or Cleveland. Yeah, exactly. And, and so, bam, we're you know that goes from right. three game or you know that's a six game. That'd be a six game swing if it was a three game series. Yeah, he's you know three losses for them would and giving us one. Yeah, so it could it could swing that quickly. I'm just trying to scroll through to see if I can see. You know, Houston's pretty good. Dude, that um, National easier. National West division is a pretty tough. I mean, other than Colorado and Arizona, who kind of suck. Uh, but A's and Angels. Yeah, you have, you have yeah. Dodgers, San Diego, and San Francisco. That's three games that separate those three, and they're all 22 and ooh, more wins. Oh, yeah. So that's a pretty stacked division. Do you see the like the win dif- differential at all? Do you kind of see that? Like four each, like how many games? Just by points. Like the percentages, like the point six seven six. No, just like um. So I have it on ES. I'm ESPN pulled up right now. Just the yeah. standings. They have like win differential. The Dodgers are plus eighty three points compared to their op- opponents. Okay. The next best. Is New York, which is still pretty good, is seventy four. Then after that, is forty six. <laughs> so that's insane. Crazy. Dodgers and Yankees are, you know, seventy four and eighty three, and the yeah. next best win differential is forty six to the A's. Wow, or Astros. Sorry, that's kind of a crazy stat right there. Yeah. So Dodgers and Yankees are destroying basically everybody they play. Yeah, they are. Yep, basically two hundred and three runs the Dodgers have scored. Jesus. That's stupid. The next closest to that looks like the Angels. Uh, I actually have quite a few. The Angels have ninety one. One ninety or one ninety one. Um, San Francisco. San Francisco is just under that at one eighty nine. Wow. And here we are at one hundred five, Detroit. Yeah, who <laughs> was probably the worst? It yeah. looks like. Who has a losing record? Cubs have a losing record, but has a plus five point differential. Wow. Okay, here's a stat for you, just because I've been looking at it. So Detroit is at 105. Yeah. The next worst is at 120. We just can't (laughs) hit the ball to save our lives. (laughs) So there's a stat for you. (laughs) We fucking suck. How do you... Oh, all right, no, they're not. Chicago White Sox are at... 500 even on, on their season right now. They're 18 and 18. They are minus 26. Jeez. How does that even happen? That's what I'm thinking. Walks? Like Caleb's saying, no hitter with Maybe walks, walks or just when they lose, they lose. Yeah, they must right. give yeah. out a shit ton of runs when they lose. Jeez. Yeah, because they're sitting second in central right now. Which Cleveland has a plus four, so they're in the positive, and they're still ahead of them with yeah. minus twenty six. I mean, not by a lot; it's it's close right there. But um, man, and then the Reds minus sixty four. Isn't that crazy? I told you they suck. They have given up two hundred and ten runs. Well, even the other um, Central Pittsburgh. See, there's look at Pittsburgh's. Differential. 70. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Minus 72. Dude, most of their games must be just super high scoring. Right. Yeah, it's like 14 to 2, you know. But again, looking at this, it's crazy to think we're, you know, I mean, we got a lot of baseball left, but oh yeah, last place to first place is only a 17-game differential. Yeah, I mean, like you said, there's so much baseball left that really that could like, and like I said, all it would take is a few few series where a team just doesn't yeah. play well. You know, 
I mean, yeah, the Reds watch them come up. You never know. Yeah. I know that happened with um, Detroit last year. They were sitting at probably the worst record in the league at this point. Yeah. And then they started pulling off some series and got to about 500 and were decently close to wild card, so. All right, well, that's all I got for baseball talk. So we'll switch over and do golf. Here's what Cavie's been waiting for. Yep, got a a major this week, so PGA Championship playing in Oklahoma. I can't remember exactly the course. I think it's like a $12 million purse. Cavie, are you there? Yeah. Is it twelve million for this purse? Yeah, this is this is my uh this is my favorite tournament because I mean this is this isn't the PGA tour, it's PGA of America and that's like what I am. Yeah. So like like club pros and stuff has a shot to get into this tournament. So like uh like last so you could year, make it? Like I could make it, yeah, but last year it was Jeff Raw, Tim Pierce and Ben Cook all uh made it into the PGA Championship, and Ben Cook actually made the cut and got low pro. Um, he's actually a Ferris grad, so it was really, it's really cool to see, like, all the guys that are just regular, like, golf professionals that, like, golf courses who get a chance to play. Dude, that's um, awesome. And, yeah, and it's just it's just such a different kind of feeling that it's not like it, – I mean, it's affiliated with the PGA Tour, obviously, but it's the PGA of America, and it's pretty cool. And then all the – being a major, all the – Guys are really playing. All the top fifty guys are playing. But a couple, couple things is uh, Phil Mickelson, the reigning champ. He won last year. Actually, withdrawn. He decided not to play. Oh, I did see that. That sucks. And it's because of all this Saudi Arabia stuff. Still, so just kind of guess. Damn. And then Bryson DeChambeau just announced probably like two hours ago that he he's not going to play. Um, due to Katie, he had surgery like three weeks ago or two weeks ago. Okay. He hasn't played since the Masters, so it's a couple big names that aren't playing. But I mean, Tiger Woods is playing, so it's kind of all that matters, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> He's gonna win it. Uh, top forty. That's what I have. But <laughs> I kind of, I kind of. It's interesting because a big topic in for the PGA Tour guys is like going into a major. Is it better to take the week off prior? And work on your game, work on like your mental health, and prepare for it, or to play in a tournament to kind of see like what you need to work on the next week. And it's it's just a huge like controversial thing over it. What would you do? A lot of the, I think I would I would probably play. Um, depending on where I'm at, if I'm a top fifty guy, I don't need the money. Blah blah blah. Right. Um, But still, would you play? I think if I had a two, essentially you'd have two weeks going into the to the major, and I think golf is such a mental sport. I'm gonna get way too technical, way too mental, and it's just gonna hurt me if I because there's, there's a, there is a thing of over preparing in a way. Right, and I would almost so I, think, I would put it more as what course I was playing the week before, or and stuff, or you know my you know, that mental piece of it of like making sure if if I'm gonna play in a tournament or something. I want to make sure I'm going to win or do fairly well at it. Yeah. If it's at a course I don't like or if it's a style of course that doesn't fit my playing style well, nope, I'm going to go to a course that's maybe cake and go just, you know, mm-hmm. shoot really well. I agree. But uh, there was a lot of big names who played last week. I mean, Jordan Spieth, Dustin Johnson, Lori, um, JT, there's a bunch more, and they all played fairly decent. Jordan took second, and he's he's one of my favorites going into this week. Yeah, we have right now up on the screen your uh, picks that you sent me earlier. So yeah, we can we can run through them. I see if I can remember them at the top of my head. But so your winner, of course, like you just said, Jordan Spieth. Top five. Yeah, were, I mean, was oh, I spelled Roy wrong. McElroy. Um, he's plus three hundred for top five. You have Scotty Scheffler and John Rahm um, for top 10. Top 20, you have Jason Day, Brooks Kepka, and Matthew Wolf. Matthew Wolf was the one that surprised me the most out of probably who you picked for everything. I like Jason Day so, for sure. So 
yeah, we'll kind of just run through them. And now. Brooks Kepka, so actually. Top, top, top 20 was Jason Day, Matthew Wolf, and Brooks, right? Yep. And so Brooks, I think, is a two time PGA champion winner. And he, I mean, he always just seems to play well here. I don't think he's going to do anything better than top 20, so I just have him in the top 20. I like that um, pick. Matthew Wolf has been probably the biggest head case and struggle we've seen in a very long time on the PGA Tour. I don't, I don't know. Ricky might ago, be worse. True. Nah, I don't know. But two weeks ago, like, so Matthew Wolf was going through a lot. He went through a lot of, like, therapy and stuff. And he took, like, a whole new approach to the game. And he actually went out and played really, really well, kind of like he used to back in college. He took, like, a top-10 finish um, two weeks ago. And so I think I think that's really going to help him, and I think he's going to play well here. I, I honestly do think he's a top-20 golfer when he's playing his best, and I think he's close to that. And then uh, Jason Day has been playing well pretty much throughout the season. He just can't really seem to find the winner's circle. So think you have, top I really like both of those. I like Jason Day and Brooks Kepler. I haven't kept up with Matthew enough to know, but I'd put money down on him. Yeah, your your top ten doesn't really surprise me. Scotty Scheffler and John Rahm, those are like the two top golfers right now. So you have them I mean, top yeah, ten. I mean, all, season, all season long, they've been by far the best two golfers, the most consistent golfers. So I mean, they're I think they're probably both plus odds. So why not throw a little money on them? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. definitely. That was like almost I feel like your safety picks there. You kind of went a little, yeah. a little further on your top twenties. Uh, um, McElroy was top five for you. Yeah, he always seems to play play well here. So, and he played decent this last week. I think he played like three weeks ago. He played really well, and he just he's he is always one. He's like one of the best golfers of all time. So, I mean, I always like batting on him in, in major championships, whether he wins them or not. But that's kind of why I chose him there. Yeah. And then Jordan Spieth, you have for winner, and kind of me too. It's just. My thought was on him to win it was because of how well he just played. And then, two, this course, you got to be good with your irons. And he's normally fairly good with his irons or just good at the short game in general, if you, you know. Yeah, his his short his ability to save, I guess you could say pars or birdies, and even like bogey, like he's unbelievable when he needs to get out of shooting situations. And he's gonna find like everybody's gonna find themselves in more shitty situations because it's a PGA Championship. It's pretty hard course and set up hard. And he's just he's just he won what was it two weeks ago or three weeks ago? He won. He took a second put. I think tied for second this last week. And he's just been he's had a, been going through a swing change all season. And he's just he's looking really really good. And I think I think he's gonna get it done this week. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of my thoughts too. Oh. It's just, yeah, the way he plays and mm-hmm. how he's been playing. And because, yeah, like I was watching one of the guys, oldest caddy for that course, you know, it's like where he probably maybe works. And he was talking about like just how the bunkers are laid out and how tall they leave the roughs and stuff. It's like when you go to play, hey, like coming out of the rough, you know, you either got to try to get it up over the bunker and the way it's laid hey, and how tall it is. It's very, very hard to do that. Or you can play kind of the shape safe shot to the you know front side of the bunker, but that's going to put you a long ways as you, out from you know the cup to be able to try to putt in or something like that. So, oh, you know, if you get yourself in trouble, oh, and don't have you know good mid range, you know, if your your second shot puts you in the rough, you're going to struggle. So, well, that's why I chose Jordan Spieth for my winner. Um, I went for top five, uh, Brooks Kepka. And Patrick Cantley. And then top 10, I went Tiger Woods, Victor Hovland, and Scheffler. Then top 20, I have Billy Herschel. Tiger's probably my biggest wild pick out of all these. Yeah, is, is he plus 100 again to make the cut? No, I think it was minus like one fifteen or one twenty five or something like that. I I don't know. Everybody's saying he's look he looks good as ever, but I just don't see him getting top ten. It's just so it's so hard to come back and it's only a second tournament back and Yeah, like well and I had heard a top 10 in, a, in a field like this. 
Yeah, and I had heard that he went and played last weekend and played really well. Like, everyone was impressed. And, and like, he's saying his back's feeling better and stuff like that. So... I mean, his, his club speed now, at, what is he, 51? Yeah. 50, he might be 50 even. His club speed now is higher than it's ever been. He's hitting the ball further than he ever has. He just freaking died in a car accident. It's just... <laughs> This dude is just not human. <laughs> yeah. Like, so it wouldn't it surprise me for him to make top 10. My biggest concern is how stiff does he get if it is as cold and windy as they're talking for Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. I mean, I give him a top 20 at best. But I also threw Matthew Wolf in my top 20, and everybody would look at me like I'm stupid. So, <laughs> your reasoning, though, makes sense. Austin, you want to run through your picks? Yeah, I'll go through mine. So I had. Winner is Scotty Scheffler, and the only reason I'm doing that is because he's so freaking hot this year. I just had to keep it rolling. I know usually that doesn't happen. Somebody's super hot coming into a big tournament like this, but I don't. I just don't see why not. Uh, top five, John Rahm, who has been arguably a top golfer in the past like three years, and JT, and then. Top 10, I have Victor Hovland and DJ. Those are just big names who have the potential to make top 10, always do. And then top 20, Tony Finau, who I think just had a pretty decent finish last week, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago as well, yeah. Two weeks ago, so I figured, I mean, definitely can make top 20, should make top 20. And then I just, for a fun one, I threw Tiger Woods in top 20 because – I've heard the same thing as Cavi. He's been golfing really well, and he's just a freak. So yeah, you can't count Tiger out. You can't count, yeah, you can't count him out. So I just threw him in the top twenty just for fun. And all of these odds, as you can see, if you win, put five bucks on any of them, you're making pretty decent money. And I figured at least three of these are hitting for sure. Um, let's see, DraftKings had. I think it was Morkawi and who else was it? Um, Spieth to both finish in top 10. And I think that was like plus 800 or plus 500 it is. Oh, oh lost Cavi. I was going to say, Colin has me more worried than Spieth. You know, Spieth obviously I think is going to do well since I have him as taking going winner, but be interesting to see how that really does play out. But see if Kavi calls back. He keeps just hanging up on us. I know. That jerk. <laughs> um Yeah, this should be a good tournament. I'm excited to watch it. Um say so it should be on I don't know if it's quite on central time or not. <laughs> Or if it'll be on Eastern. Hopefully it's on Eastern. Yeah. And I just put all my money on this outing. So hopefully all my <laughs> I put all my bets down. So hopefully at least a few of them will win. Like yeah. I said, I'm thinking three of them will win and I'll come out um at least even. Yeah. Well, you know, if Scotty Scheffler wins it, that's gonna be huge for you. Yeah, I know. If he wins it, I'm good. Because <laughs> what'd that be? That'd be I put five bucks on it, so I think it's 55. Yeah, yep, 55. I have the rest of them. Like Tony Finau, that'd be two or 10 bucks, you know, plus your five back. Tiger Woods is a little over, like four. No, I don't remember. 300 would be 15. Yeah, so like 12 so, bucks. <laughs> yeah. I normally don't go for, like, I go for the wild ones, like Brooks Kepka top yeah. five for plus 800. <laughs> right. You know, Tiger Woods top 10 for plus 600. You know, I have a few little ones that are, you know, Victor Hoblin, me and you have him top 10. You know, that's a plus 260. So, oh, which I don't think you quite got him for 260. So that must be. I didn't, no. That's a I lot. think it's two. So that must mean a lot of people think he's going to get top 10. They're bumping him down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it no. was 200. It would be great if Spieth wins it all, though, for me. No shit. <laughs> well, I think that's all I got for sports this week. Yeah, that was pretty good talk. Yep. 
day early recording this. Normally we do it on Thursdays. We switched yeah. over to Thursdays and just gonna work a little better to do it tonight. I might cut up and throw the golf talk tonight and then maybe throw the rest out tomorrow so that way it's there two videos. There you go. So well, I guess peace out till next time.